Welcome to Industrial Marketing Live. I'm Peyton Warren, a senior strategist at the industrial marketing agency, Gorilla76, and I am one of your IML hosts. So before we jump into our topic today, I wanted to kick things off with a quick FYI and an official invite. Gorilla76 is collaborating with True Marketing and Cadena's Part Solutions to host an in-person event called the Industrial Marketing Summit. It's happening January 31st through February 2nd in Austin, Texas, and we would love to see you there if you can make it. Um, I won't go into all the details now, but we've got information about our speakers and the sessions and what you can expect on the website, and that is industrialmarketingsummit.com. So yeah, I just wanted you guys to know about it and say that right at the beginning here, um, it'll be a great opportunity to learn from practitioners much like what we do here on IML, but a marathon event on steroids that also includes parties. Um, So speaking of Kadena's Part Solutions, it's time to circle back to our topic today. We talked a lot, or we have talked a lot about the importance of personal brand and speaking up on your social media platform, sharing what you know, you know, um, building that, that personal brand. And it is important But today we are honing in on the company brand and speaking up from that company page. A common myth we see across the board from manufacturers is that many are not using that asset at all. When we do an audit of their social media profiles, it's crickets, nothing. Nothing has been posted in years, if ever. So today we're bringing on some some familiar faces from the IML community to talk about how to do this much better um, than better than not missing. Um, we want to talk about how to leverage your company profiles um, on organic social in really cool ways. So I'm pleased to introduce to you uh, Kelly Obi and Shelby Huber from Cadena's Part Solutions. Shelby and Kelly, do you want to say hello? Yeah. Thanks, Peyton. Uh, Hi, everybody. I'm Shelby Huber. Really excited to be here Uh, and also very excited for the Industrial Marketing Summit this next winter. Uh, We've done things in the past and they're always amazing. Uh, Before I pass it off to Kelly, though, I want to just provide a little bit of context about what Cadena's Park Solution does and our overall content strategy, just so Kelly's tips make a little bit more sense within the context here. So Cadena's Park Solutions Uh, makes 3D CAD models and product data solutions for manufacturers. Uh, That's a really simple way of putting some really technical jargon out there. Uh, But a lot of our content focuses on those manufacturing customers. So kind of the foundation of our strategy is sharing manufacturing stories. Uh, Anytime a customer launches a new project, we will write a blog post, we will produce a video, and then if there's a really good piece of information in there, we'll, we'll take it and do like long form content, like a case study or something. And then anytime they update, we'll, we'll revisit that story, see if it warrants another one or if we just need to update ours. And how we deliver that foundational content is often through social media, but that doesn't mean we only deliver through social media. Uh, we really look at social media as like an extension of our content strategy. So we can really facilitate interactions with those customers, engineers, manufacturers, whoever. Um, So what that means is that we create content specifically for social media. 
Um, that content kind of leads to some experimenting, uh, a little bit of a flexible vibe on our social channels, uh, and really keeps us questioning what KPIs are important, what interactions are we looking for here, and then also how can we use that information to inform our content strategy going forward. So the main things social does for us, deliver website content, post original content, and then inform our future content strategy. And with that, I'll pass it over to Kelly Obi, our social media coordinator. Okay. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm the social media coordinator here at Cadena's Part Solutions. And I'm in charge of just that, social from beginning to end. And I work with Shelby based on what she posts kind of on the website and what she has going on, but then also branch out a little bit. And mostly our main goal with social is to tell our customer stories and kind of be a valuable resource in industrial marketing and engineering. So we're always experimenting with that, always trying new things, always trying to be better than how we were before, seeing how we can improve for the next time. Um, and then our main goal is how we plan it out is we call it the 50-30-20 ratio, which of all your content you post, 50% should engage, 30% should inform, and 20% should promote. And when I say 20% should pr promote, that's cut and dry self-promotion should be in that 20%. So with engagement, that's the engage part is where we kind of post more of our fun content. The inform and the engage kind of overlap. And then with the informative post that also kind of illustrates data points and things like that, explains it in a way that is both fun and concise. And Peyton, I don't know if you want me to share examples right now or if you want me to wait or... Yeah, well, we have a question, Jet. Can you repeat your 50, 30, 20? Yeah, absolutely. 50% engage, 30% informed, 20% promote. Okay. And, and that's like, that's not hard and fast rule. It's just kind of a guideline that we follow. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I feel like the first few minutes of this session already have just been packed with a lot of insight about how you guys think about your, your social um, strategy and things like that too. Um, I was, we were chatting right before this started and I actually got an email um, leading up to this event today that from someone who said, oh, this is really interesting because we've just decided to pull back from our company page completely. And boo. not really... What'd you say? I said, boo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why? Why do you uh, Why do you guys feel like this is worth your time? And and how, how has this become part, like such a big part of Kadena's Part Solutions distribution strategy for content? Well, Kelly, if I can, uh, yeah. nowhere else are you going to get that immediate feedback um, right? Where you're talking directly to your customers and your customers' customers, we hear from them immediately. What do they like? What are they responding to? And then how can we adjust to meet their needs and help them understand what, what we do and how we can help? I, I think everyone needs to be on social. <laughs> yeah. And I mean... A lot of times personal pages will technically perform better than company pages, but that doesn't mean that the company pages aren't important. You know, it puts um, 
a face to your company and then having ev- expecting everybody in your company to post on social isn't necessarily realistic. We have a few people that do, but having it all as our company and then also when we post it, giving people a guideline for what kinds of stuff they can be talking about, it's good to have just that one channel. Yeah, yeah. So, and I see Brendan kind of like rearing up over here. So Brendan, feel free to jump in with uh, with questions too. But I mean, what do you guys... You you gave the breakdown, but like, what are you really trying to say, I guess, from your company page? What is the main purpose of it? I guess, do you have like a unique uh, point of view that you guys are trying to push across or uh, a voice that you guys are trying to, I guess, channel there? Yeah, I think it's mostly informative, but not in a way that's like, textbook kind of just like an informative casual resource if that makes sense like we know what funny overtone right like we're relatable we can get away with some things that some of our customers can't on their social media channels so if if you deliver it in like a a lighthearted way it, it makes the more heavy content really easy to consume and Kelly's the queen of delivering lighthearted. So, yep. We're trying to just establish that we're to our customers. Hey, we're one of you. We get it. We get where you're going through. And hey, we get that this topic XYZ might be confusing. So, here's a funny, relatable, or just simple way to break it down for you. Awesome. Are you all doing any paid distribution on social? Yes, uh, but not a ton. A lot yeah. of our focus is on organic. Yeah. Um, a lot of the paid stuff comes with like larger campaigns, um, yeah. but not not frequently. Totally. Um, bring that up because the one thing that we see when we're running our campaigns on LinkedIn and Facebook, you know, one of the top two or three things clicked on ads is the button that goes back to the company page. Mm-hmm. So your ads drive a lot of traffic to your company page. And it can either be educational and informative and have promotional materials like Kelly was talking about, or it can be a ghost town or irrelevant posts about, you know, we just had hot dogs at the picnic or come visit us at this trade show booth. Right. So uh, Mary uh, just put in the chat, Mary Jitsi um, just said when the LinkedIn, when the company LinkedIn page is dead, I assume the company is dead. That is a safe assumption, right? Does anybody work yeah. there? What are they doing? What information yeah. is out there? If I'm doing research on a company, trying to find someone to help me, uh, and they don't have social, they can't even help themselves. Uh, yeah. I'm and not Alyssa, sure I'm, they have time yeah. for me. Yeah. I'm not here to put down the company picnic posts. Those, I think, are actually important to kind of show a face and show what's happening at the office. Can't be but, yeah, it can't be everything. If I look at like a company page and it's just the company picnic or like just a generic kind of holiday post every six months, then that's that's where it starts to be. You need to branch out a little bit more. Also, you're saying don't just have the cornucopia picture that says Happy Thanksgiving on it? or a spooky Yeah, and I've made that mistake before. So you'll probably find <laughs> posts somewhere the ones, down the like- line. I think, you know, Kelly, to your point, like those are the ones that get approved, right? Because everyone can say, yeah, happy Thanksgiving is a nice thing to say. 
but you know, putting funny memes out there might be a little risky. So like, yeah, and sometimes what is yeah. that? What does that? What does that strategy look like for you guys? Like, how did you get to the point, Kelly, where you kind of like have kind of this carte blanche to, you know, do what you want that makes sense for the brand? Like, how did you guys get to that point? Yeah, I mean, we did try to do a good mix of just like generic posts like that. You know, the ones that I guess sometimes you just don't have the time and you have to post the cornucopia post. I get it. But whenever possible, we try to just say like, for example, for Thanksgiving, um, we just make a list of like, what are all these things that you think of when you think of Thanksgiving? And then we try to find relevant topics online. We'll share YouTube videos, things like that. Or we'll just try to come up with funny, like memes and topics that we can relate it back to our customer posts. Like we did with the the Valentine's Day posts. So I'm assuming though, Kelly, like when you started at Cadenas, that was not how you guys operated. It, it seemed like there was definitely a change of strategy once you came on board. So what was that transition period like uh, to get to a place where Kelly, you can just kind of create ads with a lot of interference from from management or leadership? Yeah, I mean, the social before I was there, it had a little bit of like fun stuff in it here and there where it kind of went through that period and then it went down and then when it went through the period and then it went down. But um, I think that's kind of where social corporate social is going in general. And so that's where we wanted to go. Like we weren't trying to be the next like Duolingo or Wendy's. Um, I think that's part of the problem is everybody thinks that they want to do exactly that. But that's not what our customers are necessarily looking for. That's not what our audience is looking for. Um, so we just kind of went our own way with that and took like a general outline of just casual and informative content. And as far as uh, like leadership involvement goes, uh, Kelly goes through a review process, especially when she's questionable if a meme is relevant or not. Uh, just yesterday, we were debating about a post like, is this funny? Is this relatable? Does it make sense? What's the original source content? Uh, we have a lot of conversations. We'll send a lot of brainstorm quips over teams. Um, we're just very communicative and make sure we're all on board. We all get it. Sometimes Kelly wins and sometimes things are left on the floor. Sure. Mostly around Halloween. <laughs> things get put on put on hold. And like sometimes things just don't work. Like that's part of the reason we like experimenting because we'll post something and oh, it didn't work. It didn't work for this reason, that reason, or the other. Let's try it again another time, either posting the same thing, maybe at a different time, or posting something else. Yeah. And you know, you've you've talked a little bit about um I guess I want to hear more about that experimentation process because we have a question about. Um, from Brittany in the chat, you know, asking if you switch your strategy based on different social channels. And I, I know we're kind of hovering around LinkedIn here as like the main channel, but can you talk to us a little bit more about how you're using or what other channels you're using and how they play into the grand scheme? Yeah. So LinkedIn, since we're B2B, LinkedIn is our main channel where we get the most traction and where we put like the most time and investment. We also do LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, and those are the main ones that we post a lot of the same content, but um, 
a lot of those channels, even though they don't do as well for us, we still like to post regularly. And then we also like to use it for interaction, looking at other companies, following them, commenting on their content, liking it. And then every so often we'll get a good, mostly YouTube and Instagram have been, Instagram reels have been the best for us with that. It also, because we're focused on LinkedIn, we can use those other platforms, especially TikTok and Reels and YouTube Shorts to do a little bit more of that experimenting, right? So if there is a post where like, oh, this is funny, but is it really relevant to our audience? Let's try it out on one of those other ones, see how it does, and then uh, go from there, right? So, so we posted a video to YouTube Shorts. It did really well. Let's post it to Reels. Did really well there. Okay, let's put it on all the platforms. Um, so there's like a lot of flexibility built into this. Um, and, and reacting in real time is, is important. And having that instant feedback really helps us inform our decisions. Yeah, TikTok is our sandbox, definitely. Hmm. So like, what, is that, what does that process look like from like, you know, brainstorm idea to posting typically like how does that work like you know it's like through creation and then through like this approval process how long does it take for you guys to get there and what does that process look like um well usually i look at like a piece of content that we have on our website like some of the ebooks we have like the 22 industrial marketing tips ebook a lot of those are just they can be summed up in a meme really easily and then people Mm -hmm. can click see more to see more of what the what the person said we have like the full quote and then the little bit of it um so a lot of my ideas come from just that and then some of the blogs we do and then from there i kind of think well should we use this to illustrate a data point should we use it to try to make a funny point that sort of thing what kind of content haven't we posted in a while and so on and so forth that sort of thing I try to limit the memes to once a week. Yeah. Speaking of memes, we had a question in the chat and I know this is kind of a, this has come up a lot at Gorilla, you know, when we're, cause we focus on paid advertising more than organic. Um, we just have more control, you know, over that um, from the agency side, but um, we love memes. We'd love to use them in our ads, but we can't um, because it's, a lot of it's like copyrighted material. If you wanted to use the Spider-Man meme pointing at, at all the Spider-Mans, you know, it's like, well, someone's going to come after you if uh, at some point, you know, or they could come after you at some point. But from the organic perspective, you guys have a lot more like flexibility there because there's no, there's you're not putting any money behind it, right? So like, you can play with it just as if you were a personal profile in the same way. Uh, and then it lets you like play into these different trends um, and use these really relevant memes. So I just think that's super, super cool. Um, and a fun way to, I don't know, plug in to what's happening in society today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Marketing so, isn't yeah. boring. Industrial isn't boring. Or at least it doesn't have to yeah, be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. And the memes on the internet are definitely a gray area as far as copyright. We try to, unless... For our actual website content and paid like ad content, we always pay for those images, those we have the rights to. A lot of the more popular memes that we post online, um, those are ones that you're going to see everywhere. So it's just a gray area as far as 
copyrights go. So like a LinkedIn page, it's more acceptable to do it there. But then at the same time, there are still a lot of things you have to look out for. Like, I think when the Barbie memes were going around, there was a lot of talk among social media and content marketing people that Mattel has a specific shade of pink that they have copyrighted. And they're like very, very protective over that copyright. And then there's like a font too. So things like, things like um, Mattel, Disney, those kind of scary companies, I would be careful, but and then also music is another one that we tread lightly. But I mean, like the really popular memes where you see the image everywhere, those get to a certain point where it's like, we're good. <laughs> as long as it's not on like actual website forever and always then. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I, I want to get back to like how you guys are using the page to engage, but I also want to quickly ask you guys like, so you're posting a lot of content. This is obviously a huge portion of your job and your day and like your roles. Um, so what are you guys using? Are you scheduling this stuff out? Um, do you just live in the platform? What, what tools are you guys using to get all this stuff moving? Um, yeah, we usually use um, Asana. I use Asana to make like the whole social calendar. And then I go in once a month and just say well, we need to post, I have a full list and I say, we need to post this, this many times a week. We need to post this, this month, this, 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 and the other, and all the holidays. And then I kind of put it all as like a bare bones thing. That's why we like to be flexible because sometimes things come up and we have to move things around. That's why I like Asana, because you can kind of click and drag as you go. And then to actually schedule it, we use HubSpot or we use the native social platforms because the Platforms like LinkedIn, they're making it a lot easier to schedule your content from their platform. And sometimes HubSpot can be a little tricky with things it lets you do and things it lets you not do for scheduling. What are the different like limitations you found within the HubSpot platform? Yeah, so HubSpot, you can't, at least on the LinkedIn, it kind of varies from platform to platform. LinkedIn, you can't tag people in a photo on their scheduler. Um, sometimes when you post, it'll come back and give you an error message, like long after it was supposed to go up saying that the image wasn't the right size and just like little things like that. You can't put a location you, yeah, the big things were, I think for us were the photo size and then the, the, you can't tag people in the actual photos unless you go to the actual platform. Yeah. I could see that being like a critical miss if you you're using it to engage and then you mm -hmm. can actually like pull in the people yeah. that you're engaging. You can tag people in the post where well, you can tag companies, but it doesn't let you tag people in the post or the photo and you can't tag anyone in the photo on HubSpot. So the other nice thing about being in the native platform, um well you get the notification just a little bit quicker and you see what else is trending and what other posts are popular and and that's how you can jump on those popular trends a little bit faster. Yeah, that's the platforms themselves help, help a lot with hashtags too. Like if you type in hashtag like marketing, hashtag manufacturing, it'll come up usually depending on the platform, how many posts there have been about that. 
And so you think, oh, there are this many posts about hashtag manufacturing. Maybe we need to choose something else. Maybe we need to choose um, industrial manufacturing, maybe niche it down a little bit more. And then TikTok does have their own full website where you can look at stats about hashtags, like where people are using it, why they're using it, how they're using it, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, speaking of engagement, you mentioned that you want to like, you want folks to engage with your posts, but you're also using your channel to like reach out. And something that you said, not to steal your, your quote from our prep call was like, you don't want to just stay in your own little bubble, right. Of, of, uh, like, it's not just your profile, you're part of the social network. So I'd be curious if you could tell us a little bit more about how you're trying to like reach out, I guess, from your profile. Yeah. So I think mm, that's a tough one. Shall I think, <laughs> yeah, right off the bat, uh, we really want to engage with those customers. So like I said at the beginning, like the foundation of our content strategy is telling customer stories. So we put that out there. But then even with the, the social posts uh, and the original social content, we'll also highlight our customers and make sure we tag them. And uh, Kelly had this great Valentine's Day post last winter that had all these puns, right? Just silly, goofy content. Uh, but then she showed NKK switches, right? Which is one of our customers. And, and then you tag them and then they can share it and uh, get some interaction on their end. So not only is that good for our engagement, but that makes our customers happy too. And yeah. uh, they get some fun posts that maybe they don't have time to make or don't have uh, yeah. to make. The ones, the customers that are active on social already, they love it when we post their stuff and they'll share it and they'll like it. And a lot of times, even if they're not in the content, we'll develop, you know, like a virtual relationship and like and comment on each other's content. Like it's called social media for a reason. You can't just speak into the void you have to give what you get kind of thing um liking and commenting on not just customers but just general posts that have to do with our topic like i think we comment occasionally on like red bulls like f1 posts we comment on battle bots that sort of thing you all need to go talk to your bosses and tell them to just let you scroll social media for a little while yes yep <laughs> see what's out there, see what people are talking about, get involved in the conversation, and you're going to see that engagement return. And honestly, that's how I get a lot of my ideas is just scrolling through general social. Like that's where you see what's trending, what memes are trending. Oh, that would be good to post that pain point or that meme, that trending topic, that sort of thing. Just looking and seeing what people are talking about and just getting ideas. Do you feel like with that though, like I mean, if I'm scrolling on my social media feed, I'm going to see a very particular thing. So I guess like, how do you kind of curate the feed to make sure you're not just getting sucked into like the Peyton algorithm or like, you know, the, like that's about like, yeah. so know? I, yeah, I scroll through my like personal feed. That's where I see a lot of those memes. And then we can just interpret it into our own, you know, topic. If I think of something. And then I have our general Cadenas feed where I follow customers and prospects. And then um, you can also 
just click on like hashtag whatever and then just look at what people are posting about that hashtag. So if you scroll through your personal and your work account, it's good to that's a good way to divide it up. Another thing that I've seen too is like go to the explore feature, right? Like on Instagram, like you can go to explore and check that out. Um, another thing that I've heard like with TikTok, especially because it's so algorithm based, um, create an account that you don't engage anything with and you just scroll. So like you don't comment, you don't like, so the algorithm can't pick up that, you know, otherwise it's going to be for me, it's going to be like a bunch of grilled meats and like history stuff. So <laughs> if I don't click on anything yeah. though, I get like, you know, what's kind of trending and popular at the time. Uh, so if you have like a, like a burner account, they actually don't do any engaging with, you can kind of see like what's fresh and out there. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you view things or like them, it's, telling the algorithm, I want to see more of this. So I guess even if you don't like it or interact with it, just watching it, it'll start to give you more of that and more of that. And it just kind of snowballs and builds, or you can do what Brendan said and create kind of like a burner account and then just look at what's trending in general and see what the algorithm, the types of content that it's giving people, which is very helpful for TikTok because TikTok is very algorithm driven. I also think it's really important to talk to your team, right? Like mm -hmm. Kelly and I, our algorithm is like 90% Taylor Swift. So then we go <laughs> and we talk to other people. Out here exposing they... me. <laughs> well, me too. Same boat, right? <laughs> so uh, it can't all be Taylor Swift. We work in industrial manufacturing companies. Like that. that's not going to resonate. Yeah. So we need to talk to the rest of our team and, and see what's relevant to them. Does this resonate with you? Does it make sense? And sometimes that's part of like the, the content creation process. And sometimes that's part of the review process. Um, it, it just, it, it really helps to talk to your whole team and really understand. Yeah, I think our audience is kind of a mix between <laughs> marketers like us, you know, like young females. And that's where we put in the Taylor Swift content. And then also more like technical engineers, not to stereotype, but like males. So like, a lot of the people in our company will send me things and say like, hey, this would be cool to post or I liked this and I like that. And that is like a huge like light bulb red flag for me that that would be something that was good to post. Or they would say like, I think our somebody in our office told me, I didn't understand this video that you posted that was like a customer video. He said, I think you should do it like this. And that made the next time we posted a video like that go do way better just because he told us, Hey, I think it would make more sense to me personally if you did it with text on the video and this, that, and the other. Interesting. Brendan, do you have some questions? Cause I, I know we have a lot in the, in the chat and I, I've been just rolling through here. Okay, Peyton, you want to, you want to maybe prep some people to come on and maybe ask questions live. I got a couple for you guys though, while we're doing that. Uh, yeah. I, I do want to say, Sherry, if you're in the, I want to hear about your application videos, if you're comfortable unmuting, but Brendan, you go ahead and I'll, I'll DM you, Sherry. <laughs> so I, my, my main question for you guys is how do you maintain like your brand voice and your positioning and like your like point of view on the market once like in social media? So how, like, is there anything like that you guys have like as a foundational piece of like, here's our positioning or here, like, you know, focus on this content as like the brand voice, like how have you developed that and how do you maintain that? So like every Cadenas post still sounds like a Cadenas post and it's not a Kelly post. I mean, I'm, I write like 99% of them. So any Cadenas post is going to be 
mostly in my voice, to be honest. Um, but just keeping it generally casual and informative is the main thing. I think if it were the only way you would really, really be able to tell is if it was like way off. Um, but we always, if somebody else is posting on social, they'll check with me and then mm -hmm. we'll kind of go back and forth. I go back and forth with Adam a lot on the wording of posts. No, this isn't how you would say it. This is how you would say it. No, that's not the right word. We should use this word instead. Yeah, we do a lot of internal communication um, yeah. that helps us stay consistent. Uh, Kelly's got her hands in there. She's the one who gets her hands dirty. So she she knows what we sound like. She keeps our brand standard. Um, and then if we ever want to deviate, there's, there's a conversation. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it sounds like a lot of your social media posts come from stuff that was already pre-written on the website, right? Like your articles or the content you make on the website. And then this is kind of just a, a distribution method for that content on the website, right? Yeah. Especially for driving traffic to our website. Uh, yeah. That that seems really easy to maintain that voice. Uh, and a lot of times we want it to be to our customers' customers, right? So it, it's there's a lot of different little niche audiences within there, but that's also why it's important to be on your channels and to interact with those other pages so you can see how are the industrial marketers reacting to this versus the, the engineers versus the manufacturers. Yeah. Okay. And usually, uh, sorry, usually when we release a new piece of content, like a new ebook or a new blog, will i will schedule it out we want to post it once a week or once every other week once a month for this many months and so then when i do my monthly list i have the little box in asana that says we need to post about the 22 industrial marketing tips once a week or we need to post about that case study once a week for six months or just until sometimes it ends up being like six months kind of scattered just because things get pushed back. But usually we do maybe six months to a year, depending on how long the content is. And sometimes we'll just take a break with it if we feel mm -hmm. like it's been, we've been posting about it too much and then we'll just post about it again later. Okay. So one thing we like to hang our head on, you know, here at Gorilla is, can we measure it, right? Like we don't want to just do marketing to do marketing, right? So can you guys talk about how do you measure success just within the platform first. We'll talk about, you know, outside of platform in a second, but I just like, just to help people, like what are the actual numbers and metrics we need to be looking at on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on Instagram to really show like we are making an impact for our audience. Yeah. Metrics are kind of tricky as far as going from platform to platform. Like you could go on SEMrush or you could go on HubSpot. You could go on SEMrush and then HubSpot and then LinkedIn, and you could get three different numbers that are mm -hmm. all way off from each other. I personally, we use HubSpot to give us a general idea. And then I also use the native platforms. Those are getting a lot better about giving you stats on what's working and what's not. We, my personally, my personal thing that I look at mostly is engagement mm -hmm. and then um, impressions and views. If your impressions or like video views and your reach are really high, but nobody's clicking on it that's a sign that you're reaching a bunch of people but you're not reaching the right people or it could say your engagement rate is really low but then you look at the impressions and the clicks and those are really high it's just that the ratio of we got 
5,000 and I see your cat are 5,000 impressions on this one thing. And we got like 60 clicks on it. Well, it's going to say that maybe the engagement rate was a little low, but I would still consider that a huge success. Okay. So when you, when you say engagement, just to make sure we're all in the same definition, is that just any click on the ad? Or are you talking about like reactions, comments, shares? Like what do you, yeah. what do you consider engagement? Reactions, comment, shares, uh, clicks. We don't always, that's the other thing. We don't always link to our website and social content. Sometimes yeah. we, we try to find a way that we can put it on the post. Sometimes we do like to link just because, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And that's our main goal is to get people onto the website for this particular post, XYZ post. But a lot of times we, the social platforms like it they want you to stay on the platform. So if you have a link in your actual post, they're not going to put as high of a priority on that with their algorithm because you're driving people away from their site. Right. And so, and then also when people go on social, they generally don't want to click on another wanna... link. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we have to, and sometimes we do get a lot of clicks on it. If it's find more information here, register here, this, that, and the other. Um, but a lot of times we'll see if there's any way we can just put it as like, or even just little bite-sized pieces of an mm -hmm. ebook totally. on the platform and keep people on the platform. Yeah. Okay. So how do we measure this as an impact to the Kadena's business? Like, can you, have you been able to track? Yeah, we're doing really cool. We have really great engagement on LinkedIn. Kelly's doing a killer job. Is it actually positively impacting the business? Absolutely. Uh, we have gotten customers through TikTok. Uh, that was such a huge win for our team and Kelly specifically, because she was the one who really pushed to start that. Um, I saw someone in the chat. I didn't catch the name, but anecdotal engagement. Uh, we always talk about that. Like, did we have an, a potential customer follow us uh, after we posted this? Did they engage? Are they maintaining that engagement? Oh, we got a DM from someone. Oh, oh, they commented here. Maybe we should send this contact over to our ABM team. And uh, all of that anecdotal information has led to a real bottom line change for the company. So it's almost like, like it's kind yeah. of messy, messy attribution though, right? It's not like a direct line, like <laughs> they clicked yeah. on that post, then they went to Cadenas, you know, read the article, then immediately clicked the get a quote button and put in the, you know, Absolutely. how did you hear about us? Kelly's great post on, you know, the 13th of March or whatever. Like that probably yeah. doesn't happen, right? No, it is not a straight line. It never is. There's always yeah. nurture. It's a drip. Uh, if we can get them to sign up for like our emails, great. But we don't care where you're at. We're going to talk to you and we want to keep you around. So. I think that's another good point is that social media is more of a long game as far as marketing, especially when you first start posting, you're not going to get that much engagement. Mostly you're not going to get that many impressions or you're not going to see, oh, we posted this on, we've been posting on social for X amount of weeks, X amount of months, and we haven't seen anything from it. Maybe we should stop. You shouldn't stop. It's it takes a long time of people looking at your content and a lot of people, they don't want to buy right away. And so when they do buy, they'll think of our posts and know that we're kind of in the know-how as far as what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. totally. So we had, um, I, and I, I wanted to bring Sherry on because like, I think video and we're going to be talking about video more on another IML session here in the next couple of weeks, but, um, 
yeah, Sherry, if I want to hear about how you're using video specifically around these application videos, what you're seeing there engagement wise, how, cause that's great content to be pushing out. Sure. Um, from a standpoint, so I work for an industrial robot manufacturer, so we're totally B2B. Um, it is very, uh, uh, mapped out because, so I've got a pretty good sized team. I've got one person that actually is totally responsible for all my social, but I have a separate person that's responsible for creating content. I've got a graphic designer that's ex- that is responsible for creating all of my imagery that goes out so that everything is consistent. Brand consistency is of the utmost perform- or importance. Um, so, and one thing that it's interesting about our particular company is that we have all social media blocked to our company except for LinkedIn. Um, I have... One person, my social media person, is the only person in our company in our within our domain that can go out to any social media uh, places. Wow! So, and yeah, our, after after the COVID stuff and all that, um, our senior staff said, "Nope, no more social media is coming in at all to this organization, and we're not doing it." So it's very interesting in that, you know, we did have to go to them and say, no, sorry, social is an important part of marketing. So we do have to continue to do that and support it. Um, After we explained it to them and told them this is what the deal was, they said, oh, okay, no big deal. So we use Loomly here to actually schedule all of our social posts. We we post on Facebook, we post on LinkedIn, Instagram, Instagram and Twitter. Um, We don't do TikTok. Uh, but I would tell you that we really focus on application videos and sharing those throughout our organization and for all of our network and our social channels. Um, we also do a lot of posting of our end users and of our integrator partners videos. They'll tag us because they say, hey, you guys have a great big, huge social reach. We really want to be part of that. And we'll tell them, hey, tag us, and we'll go ahead and promote that in our social channels as well. So um, we... And I, I would tell you, we don't have a formalized KPI program to look at that to see exactly how that fits in. But every single thing that I do, whether it's a trade show, whether it's a webinar, whether it is some other type of event, whether it's the building expansion, um, all of those things we have very detailed processes for in social promotion as a part of every single one of those things that we do. Uh, so, but it is, it's, it's very professional. Um, we, we don't post memes uh, and it's just not our, it's not our voice. Um, and it's just one of those things where we do we we do work globally with other Yaskawa companies and divisions. So we will share um, different videos from across the world out on our social posts as well. And so ours is really just trying to make folks see all the different things that they can do with our our product. Uh, it's certainly not selling. That's not not what social is about for me. Social is about providing as much as information and content and video to those end users to help them make the best choices for them and then to drive them back to my website so they can become leads that go into my Salesforce application for my reps to follow up with if that's where they want to be. Yeah. yeah. I think this just like echoes so much of what Kelly and Shelby were saying too. It's like, you just want to, and and it mirrors just foundational marketing, right? Like you want to provide value, helpful content in the feed. Um, Make them work for it. You know, just put it out there. Yeah. No, who wants to follow a page that just talks about themselves? I don't. And I think what you said before, Sherry, was good with the a good point with the memes. You can't force it. If it's not your brand voice, especially the type of meme or just memes in general, then don't do it. I think a lot of times if I see like a trending topic, I try to think like a holiday or something like that. I think, is there a way to tie this into our 
company and inform people. And if I can't think of something right away, most of the time I won't touch it just because you, we've all seen those posts on social media where you can tell a company is trying too hard. And if you try to force it, it's just going to be cringy and everybody can kind of see that nobody's really going to engage with it, if that makes sense. And those just are just going to happen sometimes unintentionally. But if you try not to jump the gun and think automatically, oh, we need to post a meme for this. You can think of other ways to share that content and illustrate your point. Then that I think you'll be better off. Awesome. Well, we have so many more questions that we didn't get to. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> but um, but I, I think that this just, if anything, it just hammer home, hammers home the point that like there is so much you can do um, with your company social profiles. Um, one like just little technical question I'd love to slip in here at the end uh, came from Clint. So some folks have been following Kadena's Part Solutions while they've been on uh, the show and folks want to know how did you guys get it set up to uh ping them right afterwards uh, on linkedin to follow your your newsletter is there like a a little bit of like magic there <laughs> i see everyone's like what? adam's shaking his head <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was set up we crazy. always send our emails out at 11 a.m on thursday so <laughs> <laughs> that was uh not yeah, necessarily yeah. premeditated but uh work hmm. <laughs> yeah it was all premeditated guys it was all us we know exactly what we're doing it's magic it's an api <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> i do have one last question Peyton, before we wrap up here okay okay, okay. fine brendan you, so, can Kadena, have you have a very robust marketing department right kelly your job is social media manager a lot of people on this call you know maybe one or two people in the marketing department they're doing social media content website management event planning so how does somebody on a small marketing team without the resources of Cadenas effectively implement a strong organic company paid or not paid organic social media strategy? That's a beast yeah. of a last question there. It is. Yeah. It's maybe maybe we need to hold this off. <laughs> Kelly and Shelby, maybe we need to just have you on the podcast and maybe we have this conversation on the podcast. Yeah, maybe. I think, yeah, short answer is being on social doesn't mean you have to be on every channel posting like a million times a day or even a million times a week, you can proportion it to what you can do. Like, I think they always say on TikTok, you need to post X amount of times a day, but we just don't have the capacity for that even on our team. And so we usually limit it to once a week and that's what we can do. And that's all we can really ask for. Quality over quantity. Yeah, it find where your audience is, find where you can make the biggest impact and and devote your time there. Mm -hmm. I love that. Great. This was such a great session. I'm so glad that we uh, were able to get you guys on uh, this year to talk about this. And uh, thank you, uh, Kelly and Shelby for taking the time to to just chat with us and share what, what's been working for Kadena's and everything um, today. Uh, just to kind of tie some things up, I wanted to let folks know, like we had so much more to talk about today than uh, what we covered. So if you want to keep the conversation going, we would love to invite you to join the IML Slack channel. Um, Kelly put together like a whole uh, folder full of her favorite like uh, social graphics. I'm sure we could share some of those uh, in, in the Slack channel too. Um, maybe help spark some inspiration. 
And uh, yeah, so just let us know in the chat here if you'd like to join or send anyone from Gorilla a, a little DM on LinkedIn and we'll get you added. Um, our next IML session is going to be on November 2nd. And we have another guest joining us, uh, Victoria Sakal from Wonder. We're going to be talking about research with a capital R um, and why it deserves to be a part of your strategy. Um, so we've talked a lot about customer research and how that's the foundation of everything, but customer research is not the only research, right? You might need to be doing um, market research or just like overall ind industry research. And Victoria has a lot to share about that. So we're super excited to have her on. And yeah, then we're rounding out the year. I can't believe it. Um, but yeah, Brendan, anything coming up on the Manufacturing Marketer? Yeah, uh, podcast episode just dropped earlier this morning. Me, Joe Sullivan, and Rose Hansen continued our conversation on artificial intelligence. So a little more strategic talking about that. And then, you know, talking to Joe and Rose about their favorite use cases. Uh, Joe's founder of Gorilla76 and Rose is one of our senior writers. We had a good conversation. Uh, so go and check that out. And let me know what you think about that. Cool. And then maybe we'll get uh, Kelly and Shelby on uh, TMM as well. And we'll continue this conversation because there are a lot of questions in the chat we did not get to. I know. I, I'm trying to keep up, y'all. Uh, but uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining. It was so great to see you all this morning. And uh, we hope you have a great rest of your day, a happy Halloween. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.